every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Genesis 13, holding your Bible in your hands while you stand. Let's honor God's Word. We read together from verse 14. We read like a choir. Genesis 13, verse 14. I'll read down to verse 18. We read together like a mighty choir, like a mighty harmony. Genesis 13, verse 14 to verse 18. One to go. And the Lord said unto Abraham, After that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, And look from the place where thou art, Northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, To thee will I give it. And to thy seed forever. And I would make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth. Then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise and walk through the land. In the length of it and in the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent. Father we ask that you bless the reading of your word this morning. Holy Spirit. You are the author of the word. We ask that you cause this word to come alive in our hearts. Beyond the letters, we ask that the spirit will transform our minds. I ask that you touch these lips of clay. Make them tools in your hands. Let transformational power flow through my spirit this morning. Let it touch everyone. Let no man, let no woman, let no boy, let no girl go back home the same way they came this morning. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, we pray it. Because we said a big amen. Now, jam your hands together for Jesus. And on your way to your seat, give your neighbor eye. If I say neighbor, it's an honor to be sitting by your side this morning. We just celebrate Jesus one more time. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on. Celebrate that Celsius. Come on. Amen, amen, amen. We've been talking about without walls. We've been studying God's words. Zechariah chapter 2. Is our theme for the year. And the Lord declared that you are a city without walls. You are, he said, a city. Someone say, I am a city without walls. So you can say, I am a city without walls. So he gave us his word. He said, say to that man, Jerusalem shall be a city without walls for the multitude of men and of cattle multitudes and I said that that without walls means without limits without limits I appeal to you not to let your mind be your wall Second Corinthians said we are breaking down the strongholds of the mind thoughts bring it to subjection don't let your mind be your wall when God is drawing you into something, don't let your mind, the limitations of your mind, find expression in your life. I said, don't let your mind be your wall. I said, don't let your past experience 
be your wall. And what you've had before, what you've faced before, where you failed before, don't let it be your wall. I'll speak more about that in today's service. I said, don't let a good past be your wall. Don't let a bad past be your wall. In 2 Kings, that woman had come to meet Elisha. Her sons were about to go on slavery. And Elisha gave a prophetic word. He said, go and get vessels. He said, borrow not a few. He said, shut your children. Give me that scripture. Second Kings, help me. Media, who's on, who's on, who's on the screen this morning? Second Kings chapter 2. Help me, Dumont. Is Dumont back? Yes, welcome. Let's welcome Dumont. She's back. We missed you. Second Kings chapter 2. Okay, verse 2. No, sorry, verse 4. Second Kings 2, verse 4. What does it say? Help me. And Elijah said unto him, Oh, this is not, this is not where I wanted to read. The part that says he pours out the oil. Find it for me. So he said, if you find, someone can help me, help me find that quickly. When he poured out the oil, he said, any vessel that is filled, set it aside. That's what I'm looking for. Second, it should be in Second Kings. Maybe not Second Kings, chapter 2. Any vessel filled, set it aside. Four, four. What does it say? Yeah, four verse four. That's it. Second Kings chapter four verse four. What does it say? Help me. And when thou art come, Abby. And when thou art coming. Yes. Shot. Upon thee and upon thy sons. And upon thy sons, and yes. thou shalt pour out into all those vessels. Yes. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. So it says, any vessel that is full, what do you do to it? Don't dance around it. Any vessel that is full, set it aside. When your vessel is full, don't begin to jubilate and celebrate. That's not the time to celebrate set aside your past success and go to what's next. What does NLT say? That's what NLT says about that scripture. Verse 4. Then go into your house go with your, your sons house, yes. and shut the door behind you. Yes. Pour olive oil from your flask into jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Set it aside. So your past success could be a wall to your next success. If you begin to dance around. I said, don't let your success be a wall to you. Number three, I said, don't let your feelings of incompetence be a wall to you. The fact that you think you're not good enough. You will never feel good enough. There's nothing that God will call you to do that you feel qualified to do it. Nothing. If you ever feel qualified to do something God called you to do it, just know that it was not God that called you. Because he will always call you up. He will always call you up. He said to John in the book of First John, he said, come up either. In the book of John, he said, come up. God is always calling us up. So if you, he's, not, he's never going to call you on the same level. He's not going to say, come here or come down. He's always going to call you up. So you are never going to feel qualified enough for what God is calling you to do. Don't let your feelings of incompetence or inexperience be a wall. Then last one, don't let your fear be a wall to you. Don't let your fear be a wall to you. And I said all that, so many things I said for the past two weeks. You should go back to the sermon links and listen to them. It is when you hear and hear and hear the word of God that it becomes faith in your heart. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Do you see that? Out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth speaks. And Romans 10 verse 6, it says, it is with the heart that a man believes. It is when you speak that you feed your heart. If you feed your heart to abundance, then your heart can produce faith. It is not out of the scarcity or the scarcity of your heart. It is out of the abundance of your heart that the mouth speaks. So if you want word of faith to come out of your mouth spontaneously this year, then you must be able to fill your heart to the abundance. You can never hear a word of God too much. Hear and hear and hear and hear and hear again. Hear it again. And when you think you are done hearing, hear it again. Because it is out of hearing and hearing that faith comes. I heard God's word on health. I heard it again and again. Again and again and again. The word of God on health became flesh to me. So this year, if you're going to experience without walls, you must learn to hear this word. We have them on the links. It's free of charge. You don't even have to pay. We don't even ask you to watch the video. We say watch the link. So if you are if you are if you are mice your your data, I'm not sure Google Drive will take more than 30 MB or 20 MB at the worst. Some of us can even download more videos on TikTok than that. Listen to it. At least listen three times. Once has the Lord spoken, twice have heard. You listen three times. So your own can be three. Because the Bible says twice. You at least be more than that. Move ahead. Three times. Hear it again and again and again and again and again and again till it becomes flesh. That's why it's so difficult to convince me that I'm sick. So difficult. So difficult. So difficult. Ask my wife. So difficult. When we just married, there was one day I was almost vomiting blood. See, what is this? I said, out of the abundance of the heart is the, is the blood of Jesus. I have, I'm so full of it. It's coming out. Spend years. The same thing I have passed on to my children. Here, 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 till it becomes real. This is not the time to be played. No, 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 don't do that. This morning I've been speaking on something very special. I call it unboxed. Unboxed. And I'm taking this my story from that text that we read. So go back to Genesis chapter 13. The Bible says in verse 14 that we read, Genesis 13, verse 14. It says, after. Somebody say after. Genesis 13 verse 14 and the Lord said unto Abraham after, you see and I'm going to come back to after in a while, after but I want to first focus on the fact that the Bible says, it says lift up your eyes and look lift up your eyes after what God is going to call you to do this year is to first lift up your eyes and look stop looking around look ahead it says, lift up your eyes and look. Get yourself this year a vision that stretches you. You don't need a vision you can afford. Write that down. I don't need a vision I can afford. Don't wall God's vision for your life around your wallet. Your wallet is a wall. You don't need a vision. Just lift up your eyes and look from where you are. After, he says, after that Lord left, lift up your eyes and look from the place. Get yourself a distant vision. 
get something that would be so large, everyone will know that it was God that helped you. Don't do something you can do by all by yourself. Don't do that. Don't put something down that you can achieve all by yourself. Don't do that. He says, look from where you are. Pastor, I'm at Lungu. But can you look from Lungu? Don't let your location determine your vision. That's why your eyes can see far even though you are located here. You look with your eyes, you see with your mind. You know you can see Dubai from here. You are in church, but you can see your room. Can't you see your room? If I tell you now, you can say, okay, if you enter my door, go to the left, pick up my shoes, it's just by my chair. Because you see with your mind. Look, he says. Look northward, southward, eastward. Look everywhere. Say, pastor, what direction should I look? Look every direction. Look northward. People are so keen on putting a tag on people very early. They say, as I'm looking at you, I think you are, you operate in a prophetic, shut up, sir. I operate in everything. So as I'm looking at you, I think you're an introvert. <laughs> introvert. What vat was Jesus? I'm Jesus vat. And so you're going to allow the limitations of your supposed temperament to stop you this year. <laughs> you better don't try it. They say introverts don't talk. And say so you can't market your business. <laughs> Madam introvert. Your introvertedness is about to limit your life forever. Say so you're an extrovert, so you're not structured. You're an extrovert. You're very jaga jaga. <laughs> so you allow your jaga jaganess. You cannot allow the limitations of your temperament stop you this year. That's why you have the Holy Ghost. Don't accept what they said you have. No. No. Don't accept it. See, you're in melancholy, you don't to forgive. See, if anybody offend me like this, I can keep malice, pastor, as you're seeing me like this, I can keep malice for two years. Me. <laughs> if you offend me, you are dead to me. You're a Christian. So what is the Holy Ghost doing in your life? What's the Holy Ghost doing in your life? What's the purpose of the Holy Ghost in your life? The Holy Ghost is to turn your weaknesses into strength. And so the areas that they said you are weak, the Holy Ghost is there to augment it. They say you are this. No, no, don't put any label on me. Don't put any label. It says what direction? It says look at every direction. It says some temperaments are very, 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 very agitated. They can get angry. They are very temperamental. They don't take nonsense. And so you use anger. You know, my friend was telling me this week. <laughs> are you in the The guy got a job where they're going to pay him five million every month. Five million naira every month. And they sacked him within two weeks. Because it doesn't take nonsense. It doesn't take so much nonsense, he insulted his boss. That's it. And please, I, I know myself, I don't take nonsense. I know my temperament. And so he walked. <laughs> you hear me know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Five million. They were about to get him a 2020, 2021 Land Cruiser. They sacked him. They fired him. Because he just can't work with anybody. He just can't. You know, everybody, he said everybody was just dunce. Everybody are not good enough. And so he did it until he went to say it to his boss. 
Five million. When the boss told me that they were going to pay him five million, I said, per year? You know, he said, per month. I said, that person's supposed to do PIM. If there's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> anything you want to say, just say it in your mind. If it is crashing your mouth, say it's like water and point away. They don't burn you well. Don't allow the supposed limitations of your mental preference and temperament stop you this year. I say your, your temperament is not a diligent temperament. You people are very lazy. You are very laid back. You are a phlegmatic. <laughs> and so you are laid back. And you can pursue and recover all. Because you have accepted. That's who I am. I know who I am. Anybody that doesn't like me, don't like me. I know myself. God said to Abraham, Abraham, look everywhere. Look northward. Look southward. Look eastward. Look westward. For every land you see, every land you see, Abraham, you are free to climb the sycamore tree. If that's going to help you see further, every land you see, I will give to you. Every direction. Entertainment, every direction. Art, every direction. Media, every direction. Governance, every direction. Art, every direction. Don't put a limitation on what God has not limited. Every, as far. Somebody say as far. Say, you say as far. So if Abraham climbed the tree like Zacchaeus and said, God, I want to see far. God says, as far as you can see. As far as you can see, there is no wall around your sight. As far as you can see. Then they stopped there. He went on and said, Arise, verse 17. Walk through the land. Arise, walk through the land. Experience it. Walk through the land. Get exposed to it. Through the length and the breadth of it. He said, For I shall give it to you. Experience it. Know how it feels to be where God wants you to be. Don't let anything stop you. God says, Arise and walk. So say, Arise and walk. Tell him, say, Neighbor, arise and walk. Say it again, say, Arise and walk. Don't tell him, say, My other neighbor, Arise and walk. So the Bible says at the next verse, Abraham removed his tent. So some of you. And I pray all of you will remove your tent this year. You see, your tent is your box. Your tent is that safe place. Your tent is that place where you find succor. Your tent is that place where you are comfortable. Your tent, you see, your tent is that place where you have your family. They accept you. Your family accepts you in your tent. Your tent is that little thing that has given you comfort and held you back from being the great leader you could have been. Your tent is that place where you find safety. And God says, Abraham, remove this tent. That was a neighbor. Remove your tent. Your tent is your box. Your tent is family. Your tent is your village. You know your village people love you in the sense that they like you. They love you so much they don't want you to leave them. So they always call you back to where they are. And some of us like our village. This Christmas season, 
Village. I'm going to the village. Small ring you have bought. Everyone must see it. Small car you have bought. Everyone must see it. This is a village. Your village celebrates your mediocrity. That's your village. Your village allows you to stay back in the place where you could have been bigger than. Your village doesn't criticize you. I say it all the time. Some people cannot expose their life outside their village. You cannot expose your work outside your village. So you sing around your village. You write around your village. You do your meetings around. You never want to step out because out there, they are going to criticize you for holistically for the quality of work you have done. They don't love you. They don't care about your feelings. They will drag you if you do nonsense. And so you are afraid of being criticized. So you stay back in your village where you are accepted. You stay back at that job. Even you are paid 50,000 per month. But you can come to work anytime. You can even sleep on your job. Because your boss is your church member. You get my point? After all, he cannot sack you. And so, you have a possibility of getting a bigger job where you'll be paid 750000 But you're going to have to write a quantitative test. And you're not ready to write any test. Because you know you may score zero. Because you have not been working on your mind. But this place where you are working, they love you. They kept you there because they love you. Not because you are doing anything quality. And so you remain small in your village. The Bible says, Abraham, remove this tent. I'm praying small no more. Whatever is going to come, it has to come. But God wasn't able to talk to Abraham. Until after Lot left. Lot. Lot is your past. Lot is experience. Lot is a model you are used to. Lot is familiar. Lot is familiar. Familiar is family. You see that? Lot is where you have been. And so you take where you have been with you to where you are going. And that can't work. Forget everything you think you know. I told you my story last week about how I was the champion of my pianist association, a lack of God chapter. And now I go to Obama University and they rubbish everything I knew. And as I was playing, do me so, do me so, fala do, fala do, do me so, do me so. The guy smacked my hands. I said, that's rubbish. He says, forget everything you think you know. I'm starting from the scratch. You see, that's not familiar. And so I would rather stay back in Nanakuko and be clapped for than come back, come out to a place where the possibilities of, of greatness can be brought out but through criticisms. You following me this morning? Your tent is your box. Your tent is where you are used to. And God is calling you out of it. He says, Come out of your tent. He said to Abraham, Come out and look. Look out from where you are. 
you have been looking around too long. It's time to look out for the possibilities of a future ahead of you. When God says it's your year without walls, he wants you to look out. Because looking around is going to discourage you. You look around and you look at the roof of your house, it's leaking. You're looking around. Look at your bank account, you're looking around. Look at your kitchen cabinet, you're looking around. Look at your relationship, you're looking around. <laughs> hey, God help me. You're looking around. And God has never called you to look around. He says, look out. He says to look in all directions. He wants to give you all directions. You know, we're used to saying you can have your cake, you can eat your cake and have it. But God says you can eat your cake and buy another one. You can eat your cake and have one stored in your, in your, in your fridge and give one to your friend. You can have as much cake. Why must you have only one cake? You can have many cakes. A baker's finished in the world? Is the icy sugar machine spoiled all over the world? Is the bakery ovens spoiled? Why must you have one? Why, why, why did you think that you must have just one cake? He says, look around. He says, look out. North, south. So they say, Pastor, you can't be this and be this. You have to choose one. Who says you must choose one? Where did the Bible say you choose one? says you can be a lawyer and an entrepreneur and a political tycoon. He says you can't be all that. You have to be, you know, our principle, you have to choose one. There's no place in the entire scripture where God says you must choose one. He gave one five talents. The Bible says he went to trade with the five and did what? Gained five more and came with the ten. You have the capacity to double everything you have been given. Who says you must have one? Who says you must have one? So you can be a media person and be an entrepreneur. You can be a structured person and be a happy person. You are either structured or, 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 or what? Or what? Or spontaneous. Who said that? You can be structured and spontaneous. Look everywhere. Don't let anybody put any box. Don't let theories put a box on you. What was Jesus' temperament? What was Jesus' temperament? What is the temperament of the Holy Ghost? He who dwells in you lives his life through you. What's his temperament? You think your guys is friendly? You think he's moody? You think your guys have mood swings? Is anybody more structured? A routine than Jesus. Jesus Christ was a routine man. He had a routine. He had a structure. And yet, he could teach all day and all night. He was healing the sick everywhere. And so if he was so good with people, how then did he have such a wonderful system and structure? How did he have everything? Who told you you must choose one? That's a box. You can be everything. God says you can. Some say I can be everything. I can be everything. It takes courage to let Lot go. Because you are familiar with Lot. It takes courage. It takes courage to let Lot go. It's not easy to let what you are used to leave. You see, Abraham took Lot with him. Because when God wants to call you to a land 
that you don't know, you want to at least take somebody that you know. Somebody whose face you can be looking at. And so when God calls you to do business with waters, you want to take a model you have been used to to do business with Chinese people. And Chinese people have their own way of doing their businesses. Asians have a way of doing their businesses. I found out because I started talking with a lot of Brazilians that they, there's a way Brazilians think. They have a way they think. Am I able to switch my mind because of the multifacetedness of the ministry God wants to give to me? Do I have the capacity to relate with everybody? You know what Paul said? He said to the Jew, I became like what? Are you hearing me this morning? Paul said to the Romans, I did what? Eh? He said to the Gentiles, I'm what? So Paul could be anything depending on the demands of his ministry for that time. He wasn't boxed. Why do you think Paul was able to reach everybody he reached? It was because he had such a life that was so amenable, he can twist and bend and he can relate with every kind of tribe. And the amount of people you can talk to or work with will determine the length and the scope of how God can use you. If all we can work with is only Yoruba people. Anything outside Yoruba, you cannot deal with it. God will not be able to use you beyond Yoruba people. If all we can work with is people, you have a box in your head. You are a believer, but you cannot marry anybody that is not Edo. When I make an altar call, rush out quickly. You need to give your life to Christ. Because in Christ there's no tribe. Because there's no Jew, no Gentile. And so the ability, your capacity to relate and work with people, even in your ministry, will determine how far. And so someone sent me a message, and that's a task for me. He said, can you please interpret your sermons to Brazilian language? We need to hear it from here. That's a, that's a task now. And so if God is opening doors for me in Brazil, and they are, they are, the, after Nigeria, the next country following me heavily is Brazil. See how, I don't play ball. <laughs> and so I have, the, I have the job now to begin to work. So Kunle has been working assiduously, having to interpret everything to languages. That's a demand. Because hey, hey, this is too stressful. I, need to, I, need to, I, need to, I want to rest. Then you're not ready for being without walls. Being without walls will put a demand on you to think beyond where you are. Can you package businesses? Can you package this thing you are doing as a business? Can you package it outside where you are and to be accepted somewhere else? Can you? Can you? This thing you are doing. Can a Ghanaian patronize you? Can a Senegalese patronize you? This thing you are selling, you have a structure ready to sell it out of where you are, to Lagos, to Asia, to UK. Do you have the capacity to walk without walls? So God says, come out of your box. That box is your family, is your village, is your mindset, is your paradigm. It's what you've believed for so long. And it takes courage to let lots go. It's easy to drive when you're driving the parking lot. When you learn how to drive. How many of you learned how to drive that you didn't jump on the road like some of us? They took you around the drive. You went to drive on the field. You went to driving school. 
They took you on the field. You know there's no traffic on the field. There's no traffic on the field. Have you? Sally, you learned on the field. You didn't learn on the field. Who learned on the field? Who learned driving on the field? You learned on the field. So you went round and round. You know for some time you think you're driving? It's a turn right, it's a turn right. A mash break. And you're doing so well. Nobody calls you, yeah, 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 only die. Nobody says that on the field. Nobody, nobody does that on the field. There is no criticism on the field. There is no unking horns on the field. Nobody is stressed. There's no pressure. If you're going to get out of the parking lot, you have to let Lot go. You see, Lot is the family. Lot is your box. Lot. Lot is the way you've done it. The way you've already, always done it. It's the way you saw your daddy do it. Some of you, if you follow your parents' marriage, it will fail. It will fail. It will fail. It won't work. Things are changing fast. Things are changing very fast. My men, things are changing fast. These women are not what they used to be before. I'm telling you the truth. If you come into marriage with the mindset of your dad, you know my dad was a king in his house. My dad had his own cup. I don't even have a cup in my house. <laughs> my dad has his own chair. They don't burn you well to sit in my dad's chair. Even after he died. <laughs> my dad has where he sits in the living room. My dad had a special plate. You don't eat with daddy's spoon. You don't eat with daddy's plate. And my stepmom, because I didn't grow up to meet my dad and my mom, my stepmom would kneel down to give my dad food. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but that's the chief. On Friday mornings, true story, true story. On Friday mornings, every Friday morning, talking drummers will come into our compound. My dad will wake up to the sound of African drums and will come out of his balcony and watch them play and then spray money. So that's my dad. That's my dad. We, the children, were the subjects in this kingdom. They don't burn us well. You know, one day my wife and I were driving our kids to school. And usually, it's always, we always had an argument about who's going to take them into the school. When I drive, I say, I'm the one driving. When I drive to school, you take them into the school. I've driven to the school. I've tried my best. So my wife, daddy says, she's not feeling, she's tired, she cannot blend As we're hugging, my daughter says, if you guys are not ready to take us, we'll go by ourselves. I said, what? <laughs> we guys? <laughs> That's the end of education. 
you have dropouts. Ah, you are already a dropout. We guys. It takes boldness to leave Lot behind and move into the new. So what do I do to enter into this unboxing? Number one, Isaiah 54, I have to enlarge my capacity. Isaiah 54, I start from verse 2. Help me do more. Isaiah 54 verse 2. What does it say? Enlarge the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth. Enlarge the place. Somebody say the place of your tents. So we're back at this tent again. God says to enlarge it. It's too small for what I want to do in your life. The tent is too small. By illustration, your tent here could mean your mindset, could be your business model, could be your shop, could be anything. You know what your tent is. God says, enlarge your tent. And what? Stretch. And let them stretch for the curtains of thine habitation. Yes. Spare not. Do not hold back. Don't hold back anything. Spare not. Don't hold back. Help me with that scripture in NLT quickly. Verse 2, NLT fast. Enlarge your house. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Build an addition. So create space. Make room. God is too big than your little tent. What God wants to do in your life is too small. It's too big for your small mindset to handle it. It's too, it's too big. It's massive. God said in the book of says, build ditches. He said, you might not see rain, you might not see wind, but I'm going to pour out so much. You need ditches to hold back what God wants to do in your life. Enlarge, he says. What does he say next? Help me. Lengthen thy cords. Lengthen thy cords. And strengthen thy stakes. Strengthen. So you strengthen your stakes because of what's coming. What's coming, if you don't have enough strong structure on ground, it's going to pull it out. Mm-hmm. That's why the nets of Peter broke. Strengthen it. Strengthen your systems. As we'll be having our retreat, workers' retreat this Saturday. And it's because we want to strengthen our stakes. The Lord has given us a word. Take the city, he said. Take it. If I'm going to take the city, there must be to have people outside there, people under there, people up there. And do we have enough workforce? Do we have enough work structure? Do we have a follow-up system? Do we have a retention plan? To hold back 5,000 people rushing. Pastor Bishop, people said their church grew from 3,000 to 10,000 in, in one year. It grew from 10,000 to 17,000. The church grew so big, I was showing them in the office. I showed them pictures. I went all the way to Kefi to go and buy pictures of how winners was. People were sitting on the streets. People in Rajoba. People were sitting on trees. People were sitting on trees. Forget all this. You can the church where you can It's not easy. Sit down. People were sitting on the rooftops. It, it became so bad, a mosque had just sent the church out to beg bishop. Can you allow people come sit down in the mosque and put a screen so the mosque became an overflow? That's how, that's how, yeah, that's how, that's how big it became. There was huge high traffic. You can move around there. And so they had to move that mammoth crowd to Canaan land. Everybody. Canaan land. Because they were already becoming a nuisance. Everywhere was jam-packed. The entire street was blocked. There are canopies on the streets. Do I have enough system 
Do I have a mental system? Do I have a, a structure that is strong enough to handle that kind of harvest? It's a strengthening your stakes. Tell me, say, neighbor, neighbor, you have some strengthening work to do. Is your mental capacity strong enough? Do you have brain? Do you have brain enough? Do you have brain? Do you have a structure, a financial structure? Do you have an administrative structure strong enough for the business harvest God has for you? Or as it's coming, you just chop it. There's nothing left. That's why you have it just once. Because there was no ditch. There was no ditch. Some people enjoy millions once. And that's the last one. Because they squandered it. Oh, more oh, ready. You have never seen one million before. So when the country man, there's this gold. My friend was showing me. Hey, help me. Bring it. Hey, that shoe. Squander. The prodigal son did not become impoverished because there was poverty in the land. He became impoverished because he squandered. Because right where he called poverty, there was a farmer that had animals for him to feed, even in the midst of a farmer. Forget, there's no farmer anywhere. We call it economic meltdown. Abi? So it's melting, as it's melting, it's flowing. Uh, it melted there and flew and solidified somewhere else. It melted from PDP to APC. So everybody that has sense begin to run to APC. You see what I'm saying? Is it called? There is no reduction in the amount of economic wealth in the country. The money in this country has not reduced. Are you following my point? The money in the world is not, they are not eating it now. The money in the world, since the inception of the earth, the money in the world has not reduced. It's only moving from hand to hand. And what you call farming is because it has moved from your hand. It will move to your hand. In the name of Jesus. In the midst of farming. It's economic meltdown. Do you have strong system enough to send your books in large numbers to 10 countries at the same time? Do you have it? Do you have a system to release? The Bible says, be fruitful. What? And replenish the earth. You see, God was not talking about your village. He was talking about the earth. Do you have fruits multiplied and systemized enough to supply the earth all at the same time? And so God supplies air at the same time. There's a system. A system that runs in heaven. The sun is there. Some places are dark. He's lighting this place. And so the system that's been running. The earth revolves around its axis. Every day around the sun. Once every year. It's a system. There is no country that is complaining that someone didn't reach their side. That someone is partial. Because the way God designed it, everybody has a portion. God created a system that makes sure everybody has a portion. And so if God was a businessman, he would have been a multi-billionaire. If God was selling air, if God was selling, if God was selling his air, and all of us have to pay, even if you are paying one kobopa, one cobble per day, you pay millions. You'll be a multi because he created a system that feeds everybody at the same time. He doesn't have to live strong. He created a system. It's a strong system. We are the ones that somebody said, Have you ever seen Sky Egg? What, what do you have? 
earthquake? Have you ever seen sky quake? Is anyone human beside that is to spoil? Is anyone human beings that live in that spoil? Have you ever seen Boko Haram among the animals? No species give God problem. More than this one. Tell the truth. Help me tomorrow to say next. For thou shalt break forth. For you will break forth, he said. You see, so he's giving you a promissory note. You are going to break forth. Somebody say amen. Amen. Break forth how? On the right hand. On the right hand. And on the left. So again, we see that God doesn't want you breaking forth in one direction alone. Stop thinking one. Stop. You are thinking one too much. Don't pray as if you are monotonous. You are always thinking one, one thing. Think four. Think five. Think six. Think ahead of where you are. There was a time four kings came against Joshua. Four kings at the same time. And God said, Joshua said, Lord, the four kings, God says, kill them all at once. Kill four at once. He says, you will break four to the right and to the left. You don't have to break four to the right or to the left. You can break four to the right and the left. You can have a fantastic finance and have a fantastic business and have a fantastic family and have a beautiful work with God. You can be a born again Christian and a very rich one. Gonna have an amazing walk, an amazing prayer life, an amazing faith walk, an amazing, a powerful faith walk, and, and be a sound politician. Yes, you can. You can be a sound politician in this country. This country is no more corrupt than Babylon. This country is no more corrupt than Babylon. Babylon. And in the midst of all that corruption. Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They says we will not defile ourselves with what is serving the king's table. So we have people who says we're not going to take bribe. We're not going to take. Say, ah, and you are going to suffer. They did not suffer. They turned down and they said, "Please, Pastor, the Lord, give them favor before the man." So we're not, he said, "Just give us beans and vegetables." On the tenth day, when they were going to show up before the king, Pastor, they were fresher. It's the fragrance of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Forget this key routine thing. The Holy Ghost has something. The Holy Ghost. That was the thing that came on Esther. All her colleagues were doing all the mascara, all the mascara, all the putting everything. She said, just give me oil. Just give me oil. When she showed up before the king, maybe she showed up as number three or number four. The king says, I have seen my queen. All the others can go. He didn't even bother check. He says, he found that more appealing. So when Daniel and his friends stood before the king, he said they were 10 times better. He was in charge of over 50 provinces and he had time to pray three times a day. But said there was nothing they could have held against Daniel. It, it, they couldn't hold anything against him except his prayer life. He had a sound work with God and was a sound politician and was progressing. Don't tell me that I cannot progress in the country. If you don't join them, shut up! You, cannot, you may choose to join them and you can do well without them. Bishop David Doko said he brought in chairs from abroad. Over 100,000 chairs. Banquet chairs. For winner's chapel. And he came and met him. So you have to settle this. You don't settle them. You won't let the chairs come. He said let them sink it in the sea. Everything. Sink 100,000. Sink it in the sea. The whole container. This church pays no dime in bribe. You know Bishop now. 
and they went to God in prayer. <laughs> By the time the custom officer's first son died. And he said, no, I'm just saying. I didn't say it happened. <laughs> by the time they start picking them one by one, they will sit up. They were going to register Covenant University. Covenant University is the foremost university in Nigeria by no argument. Whether I like it or not. <laughs> Yo, what's, your, what's your university? What's your own? In Nigeria, whether I like it or not, Covenant University is the foremost university in Nigeria. It's the sincere truth. I'm telling the truth. Please accept it. I know it's not your university. And somebody came there from NUC. Came to his office. When they were having problems with getting their certificate, certifications and license. So he sat in his office. He said, hey, you know, except... Uh, except what? Shut up! Out! Yeah! You devil! Said the guy around, forgot his shoes. And he took all his pastors and laid them on a course. So if anybody pays a dime in bribe, to get Covenant University registered. He said, may the curse of the Lord be upon you. He said, if God, he said, if God cannot do it, let him leave it. He said, and he said yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not ready to be serious. Just the plea. You are not ready. You can break forth to the right and break forth to the left. You can be a sound Christian and be a multi-billionaire. You can. Job, the Bible says in the book of Job, that he was the wealthiest of all the men in the East, and yet he was so righteous that God could recommend him. Righteous people should be rich. You have to pray to God. You have to pray to God. In this city, you'll be wealthy. I spoke to God. I said, Lord, I need at least 15 million years. And I was talking to one of our leaders. I said, I need at least, at least 15 million years in this this year. So please, if you are one of them, please quickly begin to get, get involved. Millionaire club, please. MC, SLC MC. Start a WhatsApp, WhatsApp, WhatsApp group. SLC Millionaire Club. Hmm? So that if you want to take this gospel, I want to say, please, we need to take this thing we are doing now. They are calling us now in South Korea. We need to hold a meeting now in South Korea. And I said, they say, how much is it going to cost? And I said, this is going to cost us about 10 million. Said, shh, 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 shh. Which account can we send it to? I said, Pastor, it's going to cost us. Said, say, me and my friend just spoke about it yesterday. We're going to give 500 million. Please, Pastor, don't be announcing those kind of things. Said, shh, 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 shh. Your turn is coming in the name of Jesus. But we say we want to build, we want to build that we're having challenges with, you know, because God is giving us young men and young people all the way from everywhere. And we want to build guest chalets, we want to build houses, you know, for people who are couples who are coming to Abuja to have a place where they can stay before they get along with their life. And we want to build like a, like maybe eight flats, two two bedroom flats. This is going to cost that. Say, Pastor, shh. Pastor. Which accounts? You can be righteous and rich. You see, let your mind. It's as if that some people now their mind cannot take it. They are having a. It's as if they are having a. What's that thing? A seizure. Hey, 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 five hundred million. You need to work on your mind. 
know, my friend Peter Hans called me last year. He said, he said, because something happened to our mind. You can be rich and be righteous. In fact, you need to be, you need to be rich. You need it. It's not an option. Poverty is not good. You will offend God more when you are poor than when you are rich. Trust me. Trust. I'm telling you, to God who made me. You are going to offend God more. You will complain more. You will be more bitter. Small thing will vex you. You will be angry all the time. You see, anger can be dealt with when the Lord has blessed you. If they bash your car, you say, wow, it's okay. It's okay. But if you just painted it with your last card, they can't scratch her. You say, my friend, park. Park. <laughs> Even if the only person saying, leave him, forgive. You say, no. No. No, please. Holy Ghost, please. I don't want to hear this, please. For now. <laughs> the Bible says you would break forth to the right to the left stop thinking one you can have all you can have this and that you can have an amazing marriage an amazing family and have a beautiful business don't let them tell you that you have to sacrifice your marriage because of money you can be very wealthy and be very happily married your wife and you can have a wonderful business you can travel across the world having fun have a lot of money. Have beautiful children. Don't let them tell you that you cannot do this or that. You have to choose one. You don't have to choose one. You can choose both. You can choose both. You can be smart. You can be, you can be sound. You can be everything. It says you will break forth to the right. I have said in my list here five things you need to do to enlarge your capacity, but my time is up. I made up my mind today that I don't want to be extending my time. I want to move my tent. <laughs> I want to convince myself that I can stop when my time is up. Yeah, I can say time up and stop. And stop. Tell me, say neighbor. You don't have to have this or that. You can have this and that. Rise on your feet and pray in the Holy Ghost.
Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.